Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Start clean with Clorox. Because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, and you can think of me as your friendly guide to the English language, writing history, rules, and cool stuff. Today, I have a meaty middle about irregular verbs, and another segment about the difference between math and maths, and being in the hospital and in hospital. Let's get started with irregular verbs. Why do we say we saw a movie instead of we seed a movie? And did you know that the past tense of the verb help used to be hope instead of helped? Most of the time, you add ed to a verb to put it in the past tense. Slurp becomes slurped, scarf becomes scarfed, and cook becomes cooked, for example. When you make a verb past tense by tacking on an ed, you're dealing with a regular verb. It's the regular way we make things past tense. English also has verbs that don't follow this pattern. Verbs such as am, which becomes was, tell, which becomes told, and sing, which becomes sang. They're called irregular verbs because they don't follow the regular pattern. People who grew up speaking English just know they're irregular verbs, but children and people who are learning English as adults struggle with them. As toddlers are learning the language, they often say things such as, He braked my doll, instead of, He broke my doll. And, Daddy goed to the store, instead of, Daddy went to the store. And adults who are learning English are faced with memorizing a long list of irregular verbs. Irregular verbs are relics from the past. Believe it or not, the rules for conjugating, a fancy word for working the verb, were even more complicated in Old English. Our regular verbs are called weak verbs in Old English, but Old English also had at least seven different kinds of strong verbs. Many of our irregular verbs are holdovers from those seven types of strong verbs, which is why you can't see any one pattern when you look at a list of irregular verbs. There are actually multiple sparsely represented patterns. For example, teach and catch become taught and caught. Choose and freeze become chose and froze. And some verbs don't change at all. Hit and quit stay hit and quit in the past tense. Over time, English became simpler and many verbs were regularized. Languages become simpler when a lot of foreigners learn the language as adults, especially when they're just learning by listening to everyday interactions and don't have formal books and classes as would have been the case between Old English and Modern English. 
and researchers have noticed something really interesting about which verbs stayed irregular and which verbs changed to become regular. The more often a word is used, the more likely it is to stay irregular. In fact, every one of the ten most common English verbs is irregular. I am becomes I was. I have becomes I had. Do you becomes did you. These are all easy words, single-syllable words from Anglo-Saxon origins. Besides be, have, and do, there are go, say, can, will, see, take, and get. The same holds true for Spanish. Many of the most common verbs are irregular. Researchers at Harvard found a strong correlation between how often a verb is used and whether it's regularized. They think these ten common verbs held on to their irregular form so firmly precisely because they're so common. They actually compared the process to biological evolution, in which changes, mutations, in the most important genes are the least likely to get passed on to the next generation. Think about how often you hear the verbs am and have in everyday conversation. I have to go now. I am hungry. And I have a headache. If you're learning English just by listening, these are going to be the easiest verbs to learn properly because you hear them over and over again. But if you were someone learning English in the Middle Ages, dealing with words you don't hear very often, to chide, for example, you may not be able to remember that the past tense is chode, and instead you just default to the regular rule and say chided on the rare occasion when you needed the word. Or you wouldn't have learned the verb, and you wouldn't know to correct your children when they defaulted to the regular form. Once enough children grew up thinking chided was the normal form of the verb, chode was doomed. Finally, there's a nuance and a couple of exceptions to this verb evolution process that are worth talking about because they're so strange and interesting. First, verbs don't always evolve at the same rate in different countries. As far as I can tell, nobody knows why, but British English speakers have held on to irregular verbs more than American English speakers, which is why they say dreamt, burnt, and learnt in Britain, and we say dreamed, burned, and learned in America. Second, there are a few rare verbs that were regular but have taken on an irregular past tense. It's like evolution going in reverse. Sneaked is the regular past tense form of the verb to sneak, but sometime in the late 19th or early 20th century, snuck started sneaking into English. And sometime after 1800, people began to prefer the irregular verb lit to the regular past tense lighted. Lit and lighted both currently exist as fully acceptable past tense forms of the verb to light. Snuck is still considered slightly less acceptable, but according to the Harvard researchers, 1% of the English-speaking population switches from sneaked to snuck every year, with the shift being most powerful in America. The bottom line is that you either know the irregular verbs because you absorbed them by growing up in an English-speaking country, or you have to memorize them, which is a pain. But if you have to memorize them, I hope you at least find it more interesting now that you know you're digging into the relics of English and that one reason these irregular verbs still exist is that English learners in the past could remember them. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! 
It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally, first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Is it rosettastone.com slash grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash grammar today. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Today, we're going to answer two related listener questions. First, Aaron asked whether we have ever done a tip about maths versus math. Quote, I say I like math, Aaron wrote, but I increasingly see more people saying I like maths with an S. Is it regional? Unquote. And another listener asked why she hears some people say in the hospital and others in hospital. In regard to the first question, there's a short answer and a long one. The short answer is that this is a regional difference between the U.S. and the U.K. In the U.S., we tend to talk about math, and in the U.K., people talk about maths. Here's why. Let's start by establishing that both of these words are short for mathematics, the science of numbers and their operations. The word comes from the ancient Greek mathematikos. Its root means to learn. As an aside, if you've ever wondered why someone who seems to know everything is called a polymath, it's because the math part of polymath comes from the same root. So a polymath is someone who's learned a lot. It doesn't have anything to do with mathematics. In the U.S., mathematics was first shortened to math in the mid-1800s. The Journal of the American Education Society from 1829, for example, lists math Ret and hist as sophomore classes, short for mathematics, rhetoric, and history. In 1899, Jack London wrote a letter describing his soon-to-be wife Bess Mattern as, quote, well up in the higher math, but not in general culture, unquote. His attitude may hint at why their marriage lasted five short years and ended in a contentious divorce. 
In the UK, around the same time, a different abbreviation was taking hold. Citations from 1911 onward show maths being used as the standard term in magazines, letters, and books. And that's the term that's still used there today. If you ask someone why they say maths instead of math, they'll probably give what seems like a logical answer. It's because the word mathematics is plural. See the S on the end? The problem is mathematics isn't plural. It's singular. It describes a thing, a field of study, not many things. The S on the end doesn't indicate plurality. Rather, it means something totally different. It functions as a noun marker, turning the adjective mathematic into the noun mathematics. The letter S does the same thing when it turns the adjective acoustic into acoustics, pediatric into pediatrics, and politic into politics. This use of the letter S isn't very common in English, so it's no surprise that people took the S in mathematics as a marker that the word was plural. So is the use of maths wrong? Well, yes and no. On the one hand, you could argue that since it developed from an incorrect interpretation of linguistics, it should be banished. On the other hand, that's not going to happen. The word has been increasing in use since 1920 and shows no sign of stopping. That's simply what people say in the UK and in other countries influenced by the UK. And as long as people around the world keep watching the Great British Baking Show, yay, Doctor Who and East Enders, it's probably going to spread. And here's the hospital question from Kathy that turns out to be related. Hey, this is Kathy from Maryland. I have a question for you. So when I read a novel that's written in England, they would refer to being in hospital. Americans refer to it as being in the hospital. Why, why do British people say in hospital and Americans say in the hospital? Kathy is right. People in the U.K. say they are in hospital, and people in the U.S. say they are in the hospital. There doesn't seem to be any logical reason why we use the word the here. It's rarely added for similar terms. For example, if you were attending college, you wouldn't say you were in the college, you'd say you were in college. And if you ended up on the wrong side of the law, you wouldn't say you were in the prison, you'd say that you were in prison. There are certain instances when you would use the word the, though. When we leave off the the, we're indicating that we have a certain ongoing relationship with these institutions. We're a student at college, for example, or an inmate in prison. Since people in Britain and America have different healthcare systems, maybe the British feel that they have more of a relationship with their hospitals than we do in America, but that's just a wild guess. We do sometimes use the word the with similar words like college or prison, though, and when we do, we're usually saying something different. We're specifying a place. For example, you could say that you're visiting the college your mom attended, or that the electricity was out in the prison nearby. To wrap up, maths versus math and in-hospital versus in-the-hospital are regional differences between UK and US English. There's no established reason these differences developed, at least none that we can pinpoint for sure. Some things we'll just never know, even if we do try to do the maths. That segment was written by Samantha Enslin, who runs Dragonfly Editorial. You can find her at dragonflyeditorial.com or on Twitter as Dragonfly Edit. 
Finally, I have a little hospital-related familect story from Daniel. Hello, Grandma Girl. This is Daniel Johnson from uh, beautiful Cincinnati, Ohio. And I have a familect uh, story. We've, we have a daughter who's now an, uh, an adult, but she was born hard of hearing. And, um, and you know, as, an, as you can expect, um, growing up and learning language, there are lots of opportunities for different words to be mispronounced or uh, whatever we're given that um, that situation. And so one of the ones that was always adorable was uh, we had this museum that we'd go to um, in our neighborhood. And our daughter always wanted to go to the museum. She said, can we go to the museum, daddy? And then um, some of the other things that she would say is, uh, you know, when uh, people are sick, they got to go to the hospital. Hospital because she can't hear the S's. And so little little words like that, hospital and museum, you know, are part of our uh, kind of the culture of our family uh, history now. Just wanted to share that with you guys and, um, and with the show. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thanks, Daniel. If you want to hear your familect story on the show, the story of a word your family and only your family uses, leave a voicemail message like Daniel did at 83-321-4-GIRL. I'm Mignon Fogarty, Grammar Girl and author of the New York Times bestseller, Grammar Girl's Quick and Dirty Tips for Better Writing. You can find me at the home of my podcast network, quickanddirtytips.com, where you can also find all the other great Quick and Dirty Tips hosts like Everyday Einstein and The Get Fit Guy. And thanks to my audio producer, Nathan Sams. That's all. Thanks for listening. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.